Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Tuned In podcast. It has been a while, folks. It has been quite some time, but do you know what? Here we are today. Here we are today. I am very excited to talk about the topic that I'm going to talk about today. And what I am going to ask firstly from you, the listener, is to park aside any judgments, any negative thoughts, any assumptions that you may have with regards to this topic and just to simply park it aside so that you, it can allow, this episode can allow you to understand this topic on a deeper level because it's not until you understand the significance that it has in our life, the importance um, that it holds the control, if we want to say in some way, shape or form, that it has over our life. And it's not until we understand the control that it has that we can actually free ourselves. So we can. So the topic we're talking about today, as you've probably seen it from the title, is limiting beliefs. Um, has a little bit of a negative sound to it, but not in any way is it because we all have limiting beliefs. And don't think that you're the only one that that has them. We all in some way, shape or form have limiting beliefs. And I am a person who is recording a podcast episode about limiting beliefs and I have them. It's just that I have taken the time to work on the big ones, the ones that, that very much so control me. But there are some that are still there and I am only human and I am taking my time to to figure them out and to see what parts of my life that they are controlling. Okay, so today's episode is basically to voice to you what exactly a limiting belief is and some pointers to help you overcome your limiting beliefs. Okay, um, because it's not until we take the time that we have the awareness that allows us to unpick each of those limiting beliefs that then we can be free from them. They don't control us, so they don't. Um, and if you're wondering, you know, how exactly does a limiting belief hold us back? It's not until you sit back and have a look at different areas in your life. And if it's a case of that you feel that there is not as much joy or happiness or contentment or if life is just simply feeling a little stale and you can't find the way to move yourself forward, a lot of the times there is some form of a limiting belief behind that lack of, if you want to say. So firstly, what is a limiting belief? It is simply a belief that you think to be true. It limits you in some way, shape or form. And how it all started is that it was a thought or an opinion that you had and through repetition, it became a story that you lived out. You believed it to be 100% true. And over time, through that repetition of thinking it, you will gain some form of emotional attachment so you will. And it becomes a part of your identity. And rather than thinking that as, you know, a sad thing or a disappointing thing, that's where the power lies with the understanding of this of this topic. When you realize that it is a part of your identity, that when you take the time to unpick all, you know, or, you know, some of of the limiting beliefs that you have, that you realize why you are the person that you are, why you behave 
the way that you do. In other words, you get to know yourself on a deeper level. And that's where the power is within limiting beliefs. So if I didn't already voice it already at the beginning, it's just, you know, try to allow those limiting beliefs to come to surface. Don't suppress them. Don't push them down. Don't ignore them. You know, you don't want to to deal with them at the moment. Allow them to come to surface because they're not a bad thing. And we're, we'll explain this as we as we go along. Um, Mel Robbins, and I'll probably voice this a few times over the course of this episode, and I love this statement. I use this with my clients all the time, that if you knew better, you would do better. And it's just through our external world or the way we perceive certain things in our world that brings about those beliefs. And the great thing is, is that they can be changed. We can reverse those beliefs. So we can. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we are. Um, limiting beliefs in in so many ways, they diminish your ability. And this is why this is why I think this this topic is important. And this is why I want people to shine the light on it, because, you know, it stops us from believing in ourselves. Again, this all depends on the different beliefs that we that we have ingrained within us that might not be serving us to our best ability. But they the, the beliefs that you have diminish your ability to to make positive changes in your life. So if it is the case that you're not content in your career, your job, your personal life, your relationship, friendships, whatever it may be, um, when you, again, like I said, shine the light on these beliefs that you can understand why exactly it is that you're not content and you don't have that joy towards those areas. So with limiting beliefs, if you're wondering, well, how exactly do I go about figuring them out? Not all limiting beliefs are obvious. Not all um, limiting beliefs we can recognize. And that will be the case with my own personal journey. I didn't understand my deepest, deepest limiting belief. What I done at the beginning is started to unpick on the surface level and try to understand small little limiting beliefs that I had. But what happened there is that if you can picture that each of those beliefs went underground, that they had roots that grew and continue to grow right the way down deeper and deeper underground. And they, if you want to say, attach themselves together and within that attachment at that very core there was a deep limiting belief but I wasn't able to understand that deepest limiting belief until I started at the surface level okay so I hope that that makes sense so to give some examples of limiting beliefs I'm too old I'm too young uh, a big one for some people is that I'm not good enough. So if we were to elaborate on each of them, for a lot of people out there, again, just through conversation, so it has become my belief that, you know, if we're unhappy in a job or if we're unhappy in a career, we voice to ourselves that we're too old to change jobs, to change careers, that, you know, how could I possibly go back to, to college? And that becomes a DVD that you play in your mind over and over again. And it stops you from, from being happier within, within your life. And the unfortunate thing is that that spreads, that unhappiness, that staleness, um, that lack of contentment will disperse out into different areas of, of your life. 
if you look at the reverse, voicing to yourself that I'm too young, for a lot of people, they will stop themselves going for the promotion that they want because they think that they are too young to to go for that. And then the likes of that I'm not good enough. Again, it could be that person that is um, thinks that they're too old. They may also think that they're not good enough, that they can't go back to college at the age that they are or whatever it may be. It could be um, a number of different things added in together. So they weren't the clever kid at school. They weren't the pretty sibling or their friends may all be in shape and they don't they don't see themselves as being in shape, whatever it may be they add up all of those things and they perceive themselves to to not be good enough. Okay. Now, before I go on to the pointers, what I want to voice to people is that for some people, you may actually have to park this episode aside, that when you listen to it, you may have to park it aside for a day or two or maybe a week or two for you to understand what your limiting beliefs are. You may just know on the surface level that you're not happy, that there's something stopping you from moving forward. We'll use the example of your career and you cannot figure out why. More than likely, folks, it is just a belief that does not serve you to to your best ability. Okay, and it may take time to figure out that that's what it is. So it is really good to have pen and paper beside you. Um, And don't worry, there are many, many cases that people cannot do this by themselves. And I would have been one of those cases that I needed a coach. Now, I'm not voicing to everybody, hey, go and get a coach. That's not what this is about. But just please don't be um, hard on yourself. Don't judge yourself if you cannot simply figure this out. It just may mean that you need someone just to walk that journey with you as your accountability buddy and to ask the deeper, the deeper questions. So to allow you to unravel what exactly is going on deep within. Okay. So we have a five or six points here. I'm going to try and go through them and um, elaborate them as, as we go along. So the first thing I would recommend a person to do is to take the time to understand your thoughts. So this is what I was voicing with regards to press and pause on this episode or parking it aside and sitting with your thoughts over the next number of days and writing down any negative thoughts that come to that come to your mind or again, if it be with regards to your career, why it is trying to figure out why it is that you can't step forward in your career. Why is it that you're not going for that job that you truly, truly want? And just write each of them down. Have a notebook beside you and a a bullet point essay form, whatever way you want to do it, just write them down. And from there, what I need you to do is to try and identify where those, those stories came from. So to give an example, that person that feels that they're too old enough to go back to college, it could be simply by someone that voiced to you, they were sneering, let's say a mutual friend that they're going back to college in their 50s or 60s or whatever it may be. And they're think, and that person has a judgment, has an opinion, has a belief that why would they do that? Why would you go back to college in your 50s or 60s? And you took that You took that person's opinion and you held on to it. And in the back of the mind, that is an ongoing DVD that is replaying and you have now perceived it to be true. Or it could simply be, we look at the quote unquote 
the norm. In other words, we go to school, we finish school at 18 or 19. What the majority of people do is then they go on to college and we finish college by 24 and then we go and we get our career and then we have kids and then we do this, that and the other. So it's not in any way the quote unquote norm to go back to college in their 50s. We have just taken on what we believe to be the norm and think that that's how life should happen. Okay, so when you sit down and think about those thoughts, those beliefs that you have, write them down. Then what I want you to do is identify where those stories started. Where have they, um, where have they been created from? Okay, and then what I want you to do is to look at the evidence, to look at the actual evidence. And this is where the power is within this, is to actually sit down and say, right, where exactly is this 100% true? Okay, because when you look back on, let's say you have a friend and they commented about a mutual friend going back to college, what you're going to write then is, well, that's actually sure. That's just their opinion. That's their judgment. That is their belief. It doesn't have to be my belief. Does it make it 100% fact? No. And you park it aside. What this is doing is just allowing you to take back control, allowing you to have power over your own thoughts that you can then park aside. The reason why you thought you shouldn't go back to college if it be your 40s, 50s, 60s is because of someone else's judgment. And you can park that aside. Then if it be a case of that you're looking at, as I said, the norm, that again, there's no 100% fact. Maybe from there you might say, okay, well, the majority of people will go, you know, finish off college in their 20s. But actually, I know person A, B and C and person A is in their 30s, person B is is 42 and person C is 48 and they're all studying something new. Okay, it just breaks that chain down. Um, because what it is, those thoughts through repetition build a very, um, very strong chain, that belief, that's how it becomes ingrained. And what you're doing is trying to break down that chain. You're reversing the belief that you've had within your mind for a very long time. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. So you write down your thoughts, your beliefs, try to identify where those stories came from and then, you know, how they were created and then look for the evidence. Are they actually 100% fact? So then it can allow you to take back your power. So that is point one. Point two, say it out loud, folks. Say it out loud. If you know your belief, say it out loud. If it be to a friend or more importantly, voice it out loud to yourself. Because for a lot of people, they will cringe at voicing it out loud to themselves. Some people won't because it's not until we actually voice it out loud. And I, do, I don't mean in, in your head in the moment. I mean voicing it out loud. If it be in your bedroom, kitchen, whatever it may be, allow yourself to truly hear the words that you have been voicing to yourself over the matter of years. Because that is where you realize, oh my good gosh, what have I been saying to myself? And it just, again, it's all about just weakening off the links of the chain. Just voice it to yourself. And from there, going into point three, what I want you to do is to start thinking like a friend. Okay, so try and see yourself talking to a friend and just imagine it, imagine it in the moment and what you would say to that person. Think of your friend saying this belief, this judgment to you. What is your response? Okay, because what you voice to your friend, you need to voice to yourself. 
Why should you be any different? If you are going to give kindness and, you know, loving words, uh, compassion to your friend, it needs to be the same for you. Okay, so point two and three kind of um, attach together, if you want to say. So voice it out loud. Allow yourself to, you know, to hear how, quote unquote, crazy you sound. And obviously I'm saying that with all the love and the respect in the world. Just allow yourself because what happens is that DVD that I'm talking about that's replaying, it's in the background, folks. It's doing it unknowns to yourself. Okay, whereas you need to bring it out into your conscious mind in the present moment and allow yourself to hear it out loud because it's not until then that you can realize, wow, this needs to change. This inner dialogue needs to change. Okay, number four, this is for the people that will find it very hard to voice it out loud, that they know um they know how hurtful they have been to themselves and maybe in the moment they feel disappointed, they feel anger, they feel just whatever it may be, the strong emotions that they feel towards themselves for being so cruel to themselves. And again, this all varies, folks, how how strong or how negative that limiting belief is. Um, but if you find it difficult to confront yourself at the beginning, what I'm going to say to those people is just to try and take a few steps back. Okay. So to get yourself away from the negative mindset to a more neutral, because not everybody, as I said, is able to say, it's okay. It's fine. If I knew better, I do better. They just, in other words, can't show that compassion to themselves. So what I would ask you to do is just to take a few steps back so you can change the talk from a negative to a more neutral, um, a neutral stance. Okay, so you're changing that intensity. And again, it's just another way to weaken off the the links of the chain. Point number five, I love this one. And I think this one, we'll probably have heard of it before um, for some of us, to give your inner critic a nickname. Okay, so I say this with a smirk because this, you know, adds a little bit of um, a little bit of fun, if you want to say So when we have limited beliefs, when we have those negative thoughts inside us, that is your inner dialogue. That is an inner critic. And the idea for nicknaming, mine is Betsy. I I swear to you, my inner uh, critic is Betsy. The reason for nicknaming your inner critic is basically it pulls you apart from that inner critic. It gives you two separate identities. In other words, it's a separate quote unquote person. Okay, so it just makes it makes it less threatening. So if I'm thinking negatively in the moment, I'll be like, hang on a second here, Betsy, go away. It just it's just a little bit of a joke. It's a little bit of a skit. I don't take her seriously. And it's just like, no, 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 we're not going there today, Betsy. And I'll make sure to voice her name. And it just allows me to have control over my thoughts that it's like, well, this is Celine voicing it to Betsy. No, no, Betsy, we ain't going there. Okay, it is it is quite a powerful um, a powerful thing to do. And you can name it whatever you want to name it, a series name, a funny name, whatever. It's just to allow you to have that separate identity. So it is. Okay, final one. This is just to be honest with you, I could actually mash point five and six in together because you know, number five was just a little tip for for you to do. Number six, I have, and again, it's just two more points to to help you catch that inner dialogue when it's happening. 
One of these things I voice to my clients all the time, I've gotten quite a number, um, quite a good bit of feedback with it. You will, pro- for many people, you may have heard of it before. It's out there. Everybody talks about it. Um, when And you can do this when you're shopping. You're you know, pushing your trolley when you're going around super value, you can be doing this unknowns to anybody else in the world. And that's what I love. That's what I love. And um, that's what I love about it. So in the moment, you have negative thoughts going on. And this doesn't necessarily have to be about limiting beliefs, just you're thinking something that has happened today and you just can't get yourself out of that, out of that, um, that cycle, what I'm going to ask you to do is visualize in your mind your hand going up quite firmly, abruptly, quickly, just a uh, uh, hand is going up. And what I want you to visualize then is a big stop sign on the palm of your hand. Okay, big stop sign that you see on the roads, big red stop sign, white letters, S-T-O-P. And just it, what that does, again, this is all about breaking and weakening the links of the chain. It's just to stop that chatter in the moment while it is, while it is happening. Okay. Because the more you do it, and this isn't a case, folks, your belief, your limiting belief became a belief through repetition by you continuously thinking it. Okay. So it took time. It's not that you voiced it to your mind once and it became a belief. And it's the same with the work, with the pointers that I'm voicing to you here today. You need to do it through repetition. So it may be a case of that over the course of an hour that you are visualizing your hand going up several times and that's okay. It's just over time, you will have the awareness when those thoughts are playing in your mind and you just have a tool on hand that you're like, Betsy, we ain't going there today. And it could be that you're voicing talking to your inner dialogue while you're putting your hand up, visualizing yourself, putting your hand up and you'll just catch those thoughts as they happen. And over time, that link of the chain will uh, will weaken. Okay. Another one, this one I have not done before, but I like the idea. I came across it a while back and I just, I think I need to, I needed to voice it here. Think of a an elastic band around your wrist or a hair bobbin, whatever it may be. And again, when you're having those thoughts, you're thinking negatively, snap the elastic band. Okay. So it's just another way rather than visualizing in your mind that you're putting your hand up to say, stop, you are snapping, snapping the band. For some people, they won't be able to get themselves out of the thought. So that's why the stop sign may be difficult. Whereas when you physically have to do something, so in other words, snapping of the elastic band, it again is just a stronger, more powerful um, exercise for you to do in the moment. And aside from the actual snapping of the elastic band, then that pinch that you get afterwards, Okay, and again, it's just over time through repetition, it weakens the the link of the chain. And this is what this is about. It takes time to to reverse what you have been telling yourself for so long, for many years for some people. Okay, so first things first, write them down, write those thought downs, allow yourself to become aware of what exactly you have been thinking. And try and identify where it all started. And then look at the evidence because folks, 
the majority of the evidence, you can't back it up. You cannot back it up because the evidence is not there. It's not 100% um, 100% fact. Then allow yourself to say it out loud. Allow yourself to truly hear what you have been voicing. And then think like a friend. So you have someone that's coming to you and they are voicing to you their limiting beliefs. What is it that you would say to them? Okay, because the idea, idea here is to let go of the judgment, let go of the disappointment, whatever the emotions are, because as I said, like Mel Robbins says, that if you knew better, you'd do better. The idea is to bring more compassion to this topic. So it is. Um, so think like a friend. What would you say to your friend? Number four is just, again, to be kind to yourself, to be kind that if you're not able to voice something nice to yourself, that's fine. Just be aware of it. And again, try, try again tomorrow. All right. Number five, name the inner critic. Have a little bit of fun with it. It's just to allow yourself to separate the two identities. You are one person and your inner critic is someone else. So it is. Number six, just a few little tools to help you stop the thought, if it be the elastic band or the stop sign on the palm of your hand. For anybody um, that is into journaling and you could be new to it and by all means take um take note of this, that ask yourself, what is your limiting belief costing you? And this is what you need to know. This is what you need to know. What is your limiting belief costing you? And I voiced, I voiced this at the, at the beginning. You know, is it a lack of something in your life, a lack of contentment, joy, happiness, fulfillment, whatever it may be, it's good to know. Because when you have brought that awareness to surface, that's what allows you to to move to move forward. It allows you to, you know, build on your relationships, to build on your own fulfillment, to build on your career, whatever it it may be. Um, so please try not see it as a negative thing. There is huge power in knowing your limiting beliefs. As I've voiced already, we all have them. We all have them in some way, shape, or form. And it's when you take the time to unpick each of the limiting beliefs that you get to know yourself on a deeper level. You get to realize why you have behaved the way you have for so long. And that's okay. That is okay. Again, I'm going to repeat it one last time. As Mel Robbins says, that if you knew better, you would do better. Okay. As always, folks, as always, let me know what you think of the episode. Let me know if there's anything that I can help you with. I will do my best. Um, the freedom that I have given myself through doing this work, trying to figure out what my limiting beliefs are, is just, it has brought me the biggest joy, the biggest joy. And I, I don't know why, to be honest with you, I've left it this long to talk about limiting beliefs, but I'm just easing you guys in with each with each episode. So if you are struggling in any way to try and figure it out, just reach out to me, reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever it may be, and I will try and point you in the right direction if I can. So until the next episode, I will not leave it as long, so I won't, but until the ne next episode, folks, um, have an amazing day, have an awesome day, as I do say, and I hope your day brings some little form of, of joy. Until the next time, see you later.